Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie, and we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. So today we were talking about the HBO Max original, Just Like That, starring Sarah Jessica Parker, Kristen Davis, and Cynthia Nixon back as Carrie, Charlotte, and Miranda, the original characters on Sex and the City. This series follows the complicated reality of life, friendship, and family as women in their 50s. Okay, I'm really glad this show was made. Me too. I I just have to say before it aired, there was so much controversy on why can't they just let themselves age or they look old or this or that. I just want to say F off to everybody. Like, do you ever say this when it's men who are leads in a show? Good argument. No, no one cares. Like it has to be a thing. Like people are not, society is not kind to women aging rather than acknowledging this series as the hit that it was back in the day and wanting to see it grow and thrive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people you know just rained on their parade and I was not okay with that and stop giving us an expiration date no I agree you know we had golden girls they were probably around the same age Mm -hmm. and why can't we be fabulous and fashionable and sexy and interesting and complicated and not have to look like a grandma Mm -hmm. No, I absolutely agree. So I feel like this was a really important show to be made just for that very reason. I've always thought that Carrie Bradshaw was a very important woman because Mm -hmm. her identity is so specific. She never wanted children, Mm -hmm. didn't have to have children to make her a valuable person. She's still extremely loving and nurturing and kind and a vulnerable person. And she didn't have to have kids to be that or to, you know, invest in the lives of her friends, children, the perfect aunt. Yeah. And, and just friend. And, and I feel lucky that I have good friends like you and like Danny and people that are pouring into her life. You don't have kids. Doesn't mean that you're not an important person in people's lives or you don't aren't a fully fledged fleshed out human that right. has value because, you know, society is like always ask women, when are you going to have children? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? So much of Carrie's story, you know, eventually she did marry big, but being single And being completely who you are and doing things on your own timeline and on your own terms. And I just really think that she's a very important character. I was very excited for the show's return. Yeah. It was so highly anticipated. And for the longest time, Sarah Jessica Parker kept saying, oh, there's a script. There's a script. And I'm like, well, then give it to us. I, for one, thought, where else can they take it? I thought the same thing after the first Sex in the City movie. I was like, what, what else can they do? I, I felt very fulfilled after the first movie. You know, I didn't think that there was a sequel yeah. in the works and they wowed me with the second, with the second movie. So knowing that there was a script, that the series was in the works with or without Kim Cattrall, I was like, okay, they've got a plan. Let's see this put into motion. And I loved what they put out, loved that there were new friendships that they brought in the series because I think it's so important to show how women can grow within friendships and, you know, spread their wings and Mm -hmm. get out of their comfort zone and have those new friendships in life. So there was a handful of very woke storylines that I'm glad that they covered and a mountain of tears throughout the whole series. I was just very overall, very happy with what they put out there. Yeah. 
and the finale did not disappoint. Agree to disagree. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. Spoiler time. We've watched just like that. And now we're talking about it. Every aspect. So if you haven't seen it, go to HBO Max and watch now. Episode one, complete shock at the end. You're getting happy and comfortable with being back with your dear friends in the city. And then boom, big dies. Like he dies. Yeah. And there's that moment where it's like Lily's playing the piano and then it pans back to him. And you're like, he's, he's on his bike. I'm like, he's going to have a heart attack. Something's going to happen here. But I didn't think he would actually die. I had heard rumors of his death happening and that he wanted to be written off the show. And I was like, okay, we'll see where this goes. I had heard interesting. I heard nothing. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I had heard that they had shot a funeral scene that they had shot a scene in Paris and that they had shot a few other dream sequences that could allude to a death, but nothing was set in stone. So I was just like, okay, we'll see what happens. I knew something was up when he was at the window smoking a cigar and he took his last gaze at Carrie when she showed off her wedding shoes. And I was like, oh, this is foreshadowing something. Like, What's going shit. on here? I don't know how I feel about it. This is episode one. Okay. And then the dramatic piano music with Lily. I was just like, oh, here we go. Oh, no. Oh, no. That re- it reminded me of when Frank is going off to the reverend's house and leaves Claire with her book. And then the next scene, she's going to the stones and leaves him. Yeah. And it's like that moment of foreshadowing. Yeah. And yeah. you're just like, oh, this is so cute. They love each other. Everything is doomed now. <laughs> I think I was just so wrapped up in just how like, oh, they're just introducing us back to their lives. Did not see it coming. And in that moment where she sees him, she's standing at the entrance of their massive closet and she freezes. Like mm-hmm. I saw so much flack online. Like, why didn't you call 911? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is how I probably would have reacted because you know, there's fight, there's flight, there's freeze. I am, a, I freeze. Okay. And your eyes are like trying to believe what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. And she's just staring like, what, you know, and then she goes over there. I mean, it was kind of drawn out a little bit. It was. And the way I read it as time was passing slowly, it was passing yeah. faster for us as the viewer watching it, but time was passing so slowly for her. She didn't know how to interpret this information. Yeah. Yeah. And then it registered. Yeah. That, oh, I need to jump into action here. She and was in complete shock as one would be. It was um, just heartbreaking. Yeah. And I, I look at it in different scenarios because in episode two, Charlotte felt very guilty. What if he had a stroke on the way to the Hamptons in the car? You would have lost your best friend too. Yeah. It was his time. And you saw Carrie healthily coping with it, with the idea that, you know what? He had a heart issue this happened. It's unfortunate. And I'm very sad that my husband's gone at the same time. We knew he had a heart issue. This isn't the first time they've mentioned big's heart issue in the series, sex in the city in general. I think they set it up well mm-hmm. as a, you know, a recurring health problem still hit me in the feels. And I don't think I've ever seen a more beautiful funeral service oh in the gosh. history of ever the yeah. standards for funerals now are through the roof because of how beautiful and classy and Upper East Side. It was at a museum and it was all white and it was just absolutely stunning. And I know when she said, I asked for no flowers and I immediately knew who it was from. Samantha. I was just hysterically crying the first half of the second episode, like the last 10 minutes of the first episode and the first half of the second episode. I could not keep it together. I was on the couch, mountain of tissues, And I was like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It was a very emotional experience for me. 
It, yeah, it was very sad. Although I have to say though, I'm glad that she found big alive so that yes. she could have those last moments with him and he didn't have to die alone, even though it was like so terribly sad. Mm-hmm. They could have just have or found him dead. Yeah. But they allowed her to find him alive. And I was, I was thankful for that, but the funeral was really beautiful. You know, Carrie, she, she kind of had a tough journey this season. You know, she mm-hmm. lost her husband. She had hip surgery. She's managing friendships, writing a book, starting to date again, figuring out where she wants to live. And I feel like it was very raw and honest. The pacing felt good. Like she was just experiencing everything. She had grief, but she was trying to work it out. I don't know. just felt very real to life. I think the harder part for me to watch was how rigid she was at some points in the show. And I get it's because of all this other change that's happening that she had to, you know, she's like, I'm still trying to understand things. Help me help you You now in, in her friendships, in her business life and, and every other aspect that's hitting her. It's a lot of change in a short amount of time. I really liked her friendship with Seema. And I think Seema really helped with that rigidity that you're talking about and stretched her. And that was just the perfect friend to kind of have through this. And Seema's so different from her, but Mm -hmm. they have a lot of similarities and Seema's, if I find a man, I do, that'd be great, but I'm totally happy being with myself. And they had some awkward friendship moments where that's good that you're still putting yourself out there. And she's like, what do you mean? Still putting myself out there. Yeah. But that was more Carrie projecting how she feels about herself. Like, oh my gosh, I I shouldn't still be out here because I lost my husband. Now I have to put myself out here. And Seema's like, you don't need to define me that way because that is not how I feel about myself. And they had that good friendship moment. Yeah. It was a growing pain, but it was a good reminded me of us. We're very honest with how we talk to each other about things. And I loved those real moments Mm -hmm. of female friendships that we got to see. And then Miranda, it was a game changing season for Miranda. Miranda's journey had me a little torn. You know, she has this drinking problem, you know, on one hand, I feel so badly for Steve. Oh, same. You know, and she asked for a divorce because she's met Che and this whole thing. He's always loved Miranda, but she has always been in a state of low level discontentment with him for as long as they've been a couple. Mm-hmm. And he even had said when he was talking to Miranda, when he, she was like, I, I'm asking for a divorce. And he's like, I can't rally for us again. I can't yeah. like, if you, I'm happy with this life. If you're not, then you're not, but that's true. Like he was never enough for her. They're the oddest pairing and they never really did fit well together. And he doesn't challenge her. And for being such a strong, independent woman, Miranda really needs that. I think sometimes they paired her with him because he's like such a soft side and she was so very rigid, but you know, at the same time they got married because they had a kid. Okay. You know, that's kind of how I feel about it, but I was rooting for them from the get go. I was like, Oh, this is an opposites attract pair. He's so different from her and so good to her. This would work. Then in the first movie, he cheated on her. And they went through that counseling period mm-hmm. and then they got back together. And then in this season, they talked about going to marriage counseling and how it didn't work, but they still were together. And she just wasn't happy with her life as a whole. This falls under those woke storylines where kids are going to watch this someday and see the representation, a non-binary person and, you know, identify with this individual. Same with Charlotte's daughter. You know, and I thought this is a stepping stone in the right direction. 
to show representation for all the right reasons. And I also too like that, you know, this non-binary character was not somebody that needed to be rescued. Correct. On one hand, they were kind of a dick a lot of the time. Very direct. Yes. Yeah. And Miranda, I think she really liked that about them. And I think that was a turn off. I get it. (laughs) But for Miranda, it wasn't right. That's opposite of Steve. Steve's a pushover and Che wasn't Che. Yeah. What they wanted went after it. (laughs) But I do feel like Miranda had the most cringeworthy moments, you know, her, from her Rocky start with Dr. Naya to her awkward relationship with Che. It was awkward. A lot of the time (laughs) it was Miranda was like, what are we doing? Are we dating? Are we not? Do you love me? I have no idea, but she was so just out of her going through out of her comfort zone. Yeah. And just experiencing, it's like being 14 and being like, are we together or not? Tell me yes or no, check Check yes or no. And with non-binary folks, there's no box to check. And Che made that very clear. And I, I can appreciate how well they defined, you know, their relationship and what it was in, in its entirety. And like, they're just hitting a lot of interesting situations and scenarios head on. Yeah and just dealing with them. And I really like it. I think one of the scenes that I'm so happy that they touched on was Miranda calling out Carrie saying, you can't be the white woman who just writes a check. Yeah. (laughs) You have to have one of your closest friends tell you that head on. It's not that she would have been oblivious to it, but she was like, how do I get out of this? Can I just write a check? And Miranda's like, absolutely not. No, that is not. No, you cannot be the white woman who just writes a check. And she's like, Loud and clear. You just made it very clear for me to understand this situation and how bad I looked for saying it. And I was like, yes, that's what friends do. They help you. They shed light on a subject that would not typically come to your mind Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. show how it would be perceived if you did. It's not even about perception sometimes too, because no one would have known that. No one else would have known that, but it's more about that personal development in Carrie Mm -hmm. and doing the work. I agree. You know, and sometimes you need to do the work. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can write a check, you know, had she been still recovering from hip surgery, might've been a different write story. A check. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you know, she didn't, it was fine. And yeah, friends are, you know, real honest friendships that are good sounding boards for your own personal growth. You know, it's a good friendship when it can go back and forth. And you see in these friendships that it does, they love each other. They're not mm-hmm. afraid to say the truth to each other, but they're all taking turns doing it. And sometimes they can all be a little bit unaware. And sometimes you need your friend to be like, okay, I'm going to say this to you, but you already know that I love you. So it's going to be fine. You will tell me you're like, you're going to get overwhelmed. Yes. (laughs) Not pretend like you're not right. (laughs) So, but I think I really needed someone to say that, but I also trust that, you know, that because working together and doing things together, you, you know, Mm -hmm. so I I don't know the, the friendships are, I love that about this show. Oh yes. The female friendships. Okay. So on to Charlotte. Oh, okay. We expect her to be cringy. That's yes. who, that's who she is. We know this about her. Yes. So her and Harry are navigating their child rocks journey of identity and kind of self-discovery. And Charlotte is basically overdoing it all the time. And no one really cares about it as much as she did. So right. case in point, she has her, their mitzvah. They mitzvah. Yeah. They mitzvah instead of rock. She takes rocks place and does it for, her. I'm like, come on. You know, well, that was the thing. I think she forced her and Harry's beliefs on rock and rock in the 11th hour was just like, I need to tell you, 
I don't buy into this. This is a, you guys yeah. thing without except like, that's a lot of money to drop to have not listened to your child for that long and drop that yeah. much money when you could have just been listening to, to them the whole time and let go this traditional idea of what you want. This is what you want, not what they want. Correct. And I mean, at the end of the day, it was very comical to see Charlotte go through the process <laughs> yes. that made for a great show. It really did. <laughs> it was so funny. But the underlying issue of not actively listening to your kid when they've told you and the trans rabbi also said, you don't want to do this. Mm-mm. You They're do not, not want to do this. Nope. They're not ready. You should cancel your vendors. They just would not take no for an answer, which yeah. drove me nuts. Yeah. I feel like Charlotte lacks awareness of what's going around her sometimes. And she's mm-hmm. very focused, just hyper-focused on what she was wanting to accomplish. Right. I really was glad that they put in the moment where she refuses to apologize for Harry for knocking him over during tennis. She said, I'm not going to apologize for playing good tennis. It's the one place I don't have to apologize because she's people pleasing constantly in her life. That's how she operates. Mm -hmm. She's apologizing, trying to placate other people or just impress them overall, yes. you know, keep up with the Joneses and that exactly. mindset. It's yeah. A her friendship standard. with Lisa. She yeah. really wants to be good friends with Lisa. Very impressed by her. I mean, Lisa is, she's like Beyonce. Yes. But the Beyonce of like the school mom, like PTA queen. And she wants to, you know, impress her and have a good friendship with her. And, you know, I wish they would have like pressed into that friendship a little bit more. I feel like I could have used a little bit more, but I mean, it's fine. Maybe they can get into it next season. I loved that. I got confirmation that Charlotte is indeed self-aware enough to know of her people pleasing habits. For some reason that was really reassuring. She's like, it's the one place I don't have to apologize. Mm -hmm. You know, she also does put herself in these situations and she takes a lot on and she's very nurturing, but she's also so thoughtful. You know, I think these personalities all kind of have their extremes where Miranda's like extreme rigidity, Charlotte's like extreme people pleasing and Carrie's kind of like a little bit of a mashup. Yeah. She's a happy medium. And when you see these three main characters just mix it up this whole season, this is something so different for them. Yeah. The Samantha aspect. I like that they kept her alive through text. Carrie was explaining what was happening. I'm like, are you just telling us what actually happened, but kind of in a different way so that it seems like it's part of the show. I mean, they addressed it head on, but how else would you do it? I guess, unless you're just like, she's dead. I thought they were very generous with how well they treated Samantha throughout the series with her being absent. I mean, I read throughout the whole series, I read articles of how Kim Cattrall just kept throwing shade throughout about every episode. And I did not want to pay attention to it. You know, I wanted to think it was just clickbait and I didn't read it for that reason. And I just thought it was bad show and bad form on any, you know, media outlet that was trying to draw and rain on this show's parade with that talk on the subject. I'm glad they didn't kill her off. I'm glad they were very tasteful about it throughout the series. You know, the the best, I think they facilitated it the best way possible through text. You know what I think the message that they're sending to Kim Cattrall? What? Is that we're still open for you to come back if you ever want to. Oh, yeah. And again, just very generous with that option when she's been very vocal and, you know, just unfortunate about certain subject matters. But you know what? They didn't have to be that generous and they were. Yeah, they made it, you know, kind of end on good terms where they met for a drink in Paris after, Mm -hmm. you know, Carrie was there to spread Big's ashes and then she texted Samantha and, and... 
They met for a drink. And that's the part of the finale, I think, that made me feel like, okay, this is good. I left that episode feeling satisfied. But then the weird part where she like, yes, the producer guy from the podcast was like in there the whole time. But like when they kissed, I thought that that was, I wasn't, did not see that coming. Um, did you see that coming? I saw promo shots, other promo shots of him throughout the, while the series was being filmed, like they did shots of them walking together and it wasn't just shots with Peter. And I was like, oh, who's he? What's, what's the storyline? Yeah. And then I remember I, seeing it in promos where it looks like she's going to date him, but then it doesn't happen. Right. And you're like, okay, was that just to make it look like she was doing more dating than she was? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. They're, they probably had a whole bunch of alternate storylines in the works. So people wouldn't leak mm. certain material. Okay. But maybe there was this storyline that just didn't make the cut for whatever reason. And in hopes to develop it for a season two, which we don't have confirmation on for a season two just yet. Fingers crossed. I don't know. I felt like this season finale was just rushed. Oh, you do? Yeah. I didn't get enough time with Carrie and Seema in the season finale. I I felt like Miranda's decision with Che was semi-rushed. It's not that it wasn't exciting. And I, I was very happy for her. At the same time, it was just, if this series does not get renewed for a season two, they've tied up every loose end if possible. I feel like Miranda and Che's storyline took up most of that episode. Yeah, the they mitzvah. I thought that was entertaining. I thought it was frustrating and forced with how Charlotte was in the 11th hour with Rock. Beautiful setup, beautiful set. <laughs> it was gorgeous. And then Carrie wanting the girls to go to Paris when this is clearly a Carrie journey. Mm-hmm. And that whole argument, or I won't say argument, but little tiff between her and Miranda. I was like, this is avoidable in the sense that this is a carry journey, not a a friend's journey to go to Paris. Yeah. And she made Miranda feel so bad. I was kind of annoyed by that. Yeah. And when the trans rabbi comes out and basically gives them like a free counseling session in the restroom, I was like, yes, we can move on. (laughs) Like, did you guys make up? Because the trans rabbi made total sense to me, you Mm -hmm. know, on this subject matter. The scene in Paris where Carrie went to go spread Big's ashes, that was the only thing that made perfect sense to me throughout that whole episode because of how season six of Sex and the City ended with them in Paris together. Mm-hmm. Big coming to her in, a, in her dream, the you know the light flashing and, and her saying, he gave me a sign. And I was just like, oh yeah, that translates beautifully. And her being on the bridge to spread his ashes over the sin makes total sense. And I thought that was done beautifully. I know big got cut from that scene for other reasons, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it was a shorter episode. I could have had more. I just felt like they were so focused on tying up loose ends if they didn't get renewed for season two. That's a good point. I was just wondering how she was going to clean that purse after. Oh, I felt tower purse. I was like, she stuffed it in there and then emptied it out. Oh, I think it was like a custom urn. I didn't even think of it as it I mean, a purse. It was a purse. Because when she pulled it apart, you could see the material in between. Oh, they could hold it together. I just probably would have thrown the purse in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> the whole and then how do you clean sun? it? You're like, sorry, honey, there's parts of you on the purse. I just got to, I don't know. It's dry cleaned. Like, I don't know. That was a little odd, but maybe she'll just, who knows what she'll do with that. Put yeah. it in a box. I could have used an Aiden Shaw cameo. And I know John Corbett got a lot of flack for teasing that he was in the show he did he teased that he was going to be in it he was like oh yeah and the writers were really upset with him about it they they had some comments this week 
for him saying, why would you lead them on? I was like, yeah, I could have definitely used an Aiden Shaw cameo, but no, you led me on, sir. He's one of those boyfriends I'm so over that I'm like, I don't care if I ever see you again. No, Aiden forever. I was when Carrie, you know, cheated on Aiden. I was like, oh, Carrie done messed up. Oh, she done messed up. Mm, No, no, not my Aiden Shaw. Oh, no. Well, I feel like he tried to fit her into a box she did not want to be in. And she just was breaking out and rebelling against it. And she's like, I can't, I love him, but I can't fit into this relationship in the way that he wants me to. And with big, it's like, he just let loved Carrie for her, just what she was. Aiden was like, I want to have a family. I want to change this. I want to change you. I want to change, change, change. And she's like, I don't want to change. She cheated on him which isn't great. You should always break up with someone before you decide to like be with someone else. Agreed. But it's just one of those relationships where it just wasn't like the right person. Yeah. I don't know. He had me at, you want to get Maui'd? And I was like, yes, sir. But that's, yeah, that works for you, you know, know, but it didn't, didn't work for her. I remember the episode in sex in the city where she had an allergic reaction to the wedding dress and she like literally broke out in hives. It obviously wasn't the dress. It was the person. The idea, mm-hmm. the mindset, she wasn't ready then, mm-hmm. but with the right person, you know, she had the right dress. She had the right everything. So I get it, but I was, I was definitely team Aiden final <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah. But overall a very interesting season, very entertaining, very thought provoking. Yes. And I'm hoping for a season two. Fingers crossed. Also rest in peace, Willie Garson, Stanford. Oh. That, oh, that one came out of left field. I was so sad. So, and the writers did a beautiful job facilitating that storyline too. And now it's time with the Fangirl Spotlight of the Week. The Fangirls Podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form. With prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more, you are sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. We are offering 10% off our Etsy store with the code FANGIRL. The link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on, on Apple Podcasts so that we can reach more people. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all the latest episodes. We love hearing from you, so connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called The Fangirls' Favorite Things, inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. HBO and HBO Max. Big fans. Huge. Really big fans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.